and ready to roll for a very special episode. This is episode number 100. Uh, this is episode 32. I just said the 32, episode 32, the shutdown inning. Steven Risotto here alongside, as always, Tyler Hall. Tyler, what's going on? Hey, hey, everybody. I'm doing pretty good. Glad to, to be recording another pod with you, my friend. And uh, yeah, like you said, it's a special episode if you want, you want to unveil our special guest. Yeah, we have a very special guest. So we we mentioned him in our bananas podcast. We went to Tyler and I went to go see the the Savannah Bananas in Sacramento, and uh, we ended up uh, catching uh, the lights went out in Sacramento. And Dakota Stilts, everybody knows the guy on the Stilts, Dakota Stilts, Al Britton, who uh, decided he wanted to get uh, a bullpen in some work in on the side. Uh, he threw to us. It was a lot of fun. And he is nice enough to take some time and join the show. Dakota, what's going on? How you doing? I'm good, man. How we doing? I'm glad to be on here. It's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you for your time. Like we, like Steven said, that was an awesome uh, experience to, to catch your pen a little bit in sack and just talk to you a little bit. And excited to uh, let some other people get to know you a little bit. So thanks for joining, man. Heck yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, um, you know, before we jump into some other topics, we noticed that the, the Bananas wrapped up their tour recently in Cooperstown, you know, where the Baseball Hall of Fame is. Um, and that, that must have been a pretty cool moment for you and the organization to, you know, see your baseball achievements and some of your memorabilia in the Hall of Fame. Uh, what, what was that like to, to take that trip? Um, I was, I was fortunate enough. My mom, my dad, and uh, my fiance, they were, they were all three there. They got to be there with me. Um, I think I, I've, I've said it quite a few times, every baseball player's dream from the, the time they know what the hall is until they, they step on the field for the last time, their dream is to make it into the Hall of Fame. And uh, all of us, we got to live that dream the other day. And there was, there was a bunch of, bunch of tears shed that day. That's, that's awesome. And you guys got to play a double day field, right? <laughs> that was, I walked out on that field. It was, I can assure you, it wasn't built for a guy that's 10 foot nine inches anywhere in that park. But I walked out on that field and chills. I walked out whenever I, I went up to bat. I walked out there, and before I stepped in the box, I just stopped and I looked around, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, really doing this on some stilts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet uh, Abner Doubleday probably never thought that would happen when he invented no, baseball. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. That's pretty awesome, and I'm glad that you guys got to experience that. Uh, touching on you for a second, and we'll get to the stilts and all of that in a second, but – What's the story on how you got involved in baseball? Because you told us in Sacramento that baseball is something that you're just super attached to. You love the game uh, and everything the game's kind of given you. How did that begin? What what age did that begin? And, and how did you kind of fall in love? Um, I started playing baseball from really the time I could walk. Uh, I've played from t-ball up through pitching machine, travel ball. I did a lot of travel ball. That's that's all I did growing up was I just traveled around playing playing the game I love and, you know, uh, I played through high school and college ball. I could have went to college, but it just, I had to work, man. I, I got out of high school, graduated in 2019 and then, uh, went straight to work. Nice. Um, yeah. So then, you know, for, to, to move on in a, in a way to your role with the bananas, you know, you're a big part of your, uh, recognition with the bananas is the stilts, you know, Dakota stilts, Al Britton. And uh, you're one of the more recognizable personas on, or presences on the team. You know, you, you read books or you see posts and it's like, they have a breakdancing first base coach. They have a guy on stilts. Like you're like, uh, you know, something that they like to, to point at. So um, 
when did you first pick up stilts and like when did you decide to try to like merge your two talents together and say i'm gonna play baseball on these all right that matter of fact that wasn't even my idea but we'll get to that um <laughs> whenever i was 10 years old i got a pair pair of stilts for christmas i have no idea why i have nobody in my family walks on stilts it's not it's just a little weird talent my parents they always push me to learn weird stuff like a unicycle i can ride a unicycle forwards backwards and then uh I learned I could walk on them that day. I didn't take any practice. I just hopped on them. It came supernatural to me. And then I put them up for 10 whole years. And then uh, in 2021, my mom called and was like, hey, I signed you up for a baseball tryout. And uh, I was like, why'd you do that? You know, I hadn't played ball in two years. And she said that on the tryout description, it said, bring your weirdest talents. And I told him you could walk on stilts. And I'm like, what are you doing to me right now? <laughs> like, are you trying to make me a fool right now? You know, and I got there and Jesse Cole said, hey, you you uh you said you could walk on stilts. I said I sure can. He said you think you can hit a baseball on them? And at at that time I had never had a hard time hitting a baseball anywhere else. So I was like, heck yeah, I can do it. That was the first time I ever thought about combining the two. <laughs> That's awesome. And we were just gonna ask, like, a lot of us hadn't really heard about the Savannah Bananas until a couple of years ago. Uh, is like, how did you get involved with them in the first place? Obviously, you just said that you know you were kind of. To, you know, talked into it by your mom or whatever. And, and you ended up on stilts. Like, how did that tryout process go? Was there like a tryout process? How did that end up happening? Okay. Yeah. That, there was a tryout process and I had never heard of the bananas either. Like had no idea what I was going to try out for. I knew it was baseball and I, I knew I was in a little bit, you know, and uh, I had actually played my state championship, my senior year of high school, two years prior to that in 2019 I played my state championship on Grayson Stadium and Savannah's four year or shoot. Savannah's four hours away from my hometown. So that was kind of crazy, just the odds of me playing my last regular baseball game there and then it just starting up there two years later at the same place is kind of crazy. But yeah, it's just a weird, crazy story. <laughs> man, that's that's a pretty uh, awesome coincidence. Or maybe it's not a coincidence. That's awesome, man. No, it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the Bananas also, they have a lot of former big leaguers that that make guest appearances. You know, Johnny Damon's played, Hunter Pence and uh, Josh Reddick were there when we saw you in Sacramento. Um, Eric Burns has been around the team quite a bit. Um, what's been like your favorite interaction you've had with some of these guest players? All right, so Jake Peavy, he was, uh, he was there, he pitched for us a few times and uh, I, me and him, we got to talking and he realized that I like to do around about the same things that he does. You know, we, we like to go fishing. We love going hunting. So uh, I, I got Jake's number. Me and him are going to, uh, we're going fishing together at his ranch back home in Alabama and over there around Mobile sometime this off season. So that'll be super cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. And PV, by the way, when the Red Sox won the World Series in 2013, he bought a duck boat because that was like the, 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 the thing in, in Boston, right? The duck boat. And then when he won a World Series in San Francisco, he bought one of the the cable cars. So he kind of picked up like mementos from every city. And he's a big music guy too. So you gotta really? you gotta update us on how that that fishing trip goes. Oh, I sure will. I'm excited for it myself. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And um, you know, obviously, like every, we we all see you pitch, right? And uh, you know, you're you're one of the pitchers on the team. But not only do you take the mound, you've also gotten some at bats, like you mentioned. Uh, is is hitting something that you kind of had to work on with the stilts because you're kind of best known, I guess, as being a pitcher. But you get some at bats too. Take me through the process of like building yourself up as a hitter as well. Well, to be 
actually the first appearance that I ever made with the bananas, I was hitting. I didn't pitch until until last season. I, I had one season prior to this before I ever even got on the mound. So I was I've always been a better hitter than I have been a pitcher. But uh, I don't know. I've just adapted and and made both of them kind of work. You know. Is your goal to hit one out? Uh, I think that's every batter's goal, especially with me being on the stilts, you know, I mean, it just make it a hundred times crazier for me to hit it out. Um, I can, I can hit it out for sure. Uh, the farthest ball I hit this year was three Oh five and one inch according to track man. So uh, about six more feet, it would have went over. And you'd set the record for fewest strides in a home run trot. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, you know, you mentioned uh, a few weeks ago uh, when you were talking to Steven about, you know, coming on with us, you mentioned that there's frequent bus rides, uh, whether that's around Georgia or the country on your guys's tour. Uh, what, what are those bus rides like uh, with the team? Okay, so um, we actually have rode on a bus more this year. I probably put in more miles on the road this year than I ever have my whole entire life. <laughs> But like we we drove up to we've drove up to New York and back from New York two different times this season. Um, it's fun. You got a great group of guys on the bus. They always there's always something crazy going on. Whether it's just playing games, hollering, throwing stuff at each other, we're gonna have have a good time wherever we're at. So we just make the best of it and look at it as bonding time, I guess. Just grow with the guys. Yeah. Do do the bananas ride on one bus and the party animals ride <laughs> on another? Not at all, not at all. I think one of one of my best friends on on the in the whole organization is Joe Lytle, and he's a party animals catcher. So me and him, we normally sit pretty close to each other. So yeah, we're all just mixed up. We're just we nice. only time we're separate is on the field. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Are the are the party animals like like? Can you get called up from the party animals to the bananas? Like how does that how do, how does the other teams get picked? Do you have any insight on that? I have no idea. I, there's a, I'm going to give you guys a hint on what's coming up this coming up season, though. There's going to be a new team. There is going to be a new team, and they're going to be nothing like the party animals. They're going to have their own brand. It's going to be kind of a kind of a different different brand coming. So. Yeah, I think the, the 2024 tour gets announced in like a week or so, right? Yeah, it does. I'm going to be in that, so don't don't miss it. I'm going to be there. I'm on, I don't even know where we're going. I will not find out all of our tour stops until the day that everyone else in the world finds out. Nice. We'll Hopefully you come back to Northern California, my man. Yeah. I hope so. I don't see I don't see why we wouldn't. That was so that was so much fun. Hopefully we can come back to Sacramento and the lights stay on for us. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it happened twice. They they came back on for like 10 more minutes yeah. and then they went off again. <laughs> I could it was wild. Yeah. That, hey, yeah. that that to be honest was probably the worst. Well, I'm not gonna say the worst because I mean everywhere we go is unreal. But like on my body, that was probably the worst place because I was standing on the concrete waiting for the power to go on for, I don't even remember how long I was just, my whole body was aching and aching and hurting all weekend. Yeah. Cause usually a banana show for those listening who don't know it, but a banana is like, you know, a show is what you guys call it. Cause it, you know, you're entertaining the fans is two hours. So you're like, okay, I've got to be on these things for two right. hours <laughs> when the lights keep going off and you're sitting there for probably what, probably like at least an hour waiting for the yeah. lights to come on. Like it wasn't and two see, hours gates open for us we we're on like showtime for us is 4 45 that's what time the first fans come in so normally i'm on the stilts from 4 45 and i'll have a few breaks in between here and there and and yeah so it's it's a little bit longer than two hours that i'm on them things a night but yeah yeah you you brought it up to us in sacramento like how does your body feel like i mean what uh, you see it <laughs> oh man oh wow yeah my knee gives me a little little issues from here and there my 
my right hip and my left hip and my my right knee gave me the most problem all year. But since seasons went out, it hasn't gave me any issues. My left one has just not stopped since season has went out. Yeah, and for those that don't know, the uh, you you have a pair of Converse attached to the stilts. Am I right? Yep. You can't just be releasing trade secrets, Steven. Sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. Hey, them Converse are not going to be on there much longer. That's the worst idea I've ever had in my life. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, and and real quick to follow up on the bus the bus ride, um, are are the the banana players and like the personnel on the team are they exactly the same as what they show on the field? Like, is it the same type of like fun personalities that you see on the field that they are kind of in real life? I guess it is. One hundred percent. I would I wouldn't be afraid to say that 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 they they let loose a little bit more as far as that goes when when they are when it is just us you know we're, we're out having a good time they don't have to worry about like they're not under the stress that we're still at work we have fun with with whatever we do but we're we keep it on our mind that we're we're still at work it's still our job so mm-hmm. but yeah they to answer your question they are they're they're all genuine people that's 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 a big thing with the bananas you've got to be one a good person you've got to know how to treat your fans fans first and you got to be a good entertainer and you got to be good at baseball so yeah, that's awesome. And I know the bananas, they seem to take a lot of pride in the way they go about things from an entertainment standpoint. And for a lot of children, it's really their first taste of baseball. And right. after the game in Sacramento, you were surrounded by kids. You had kids coming up to you, taking pictures in the plaza. And I know you guys do that after a lot of games. In the moment, do you feel like you're kind of doing a service to help more and more young people get into not just banana ball, but also baseball? And what does that mean to you to have that kind of impact on on the youth? A hundred percent. That's always the main thing that I, I focus on is is the kids because they're granted our kids are 90 percent of our fan base, you know, and without them, we can't do what we do. And I don't know. It's just when the kids come out and watch what we do, it, whether they've played baseball in the past or they want to play baseball or anything, watching us get out there and have fun and, and be goofy and still play the game. It, it lets them know that, hey, I don't whenever I go out there next time, I don't have to be serious. I don't have to if I strike out, I don't have to beat myself up about it. The game was originally made to be a game. It's made to, to have fun. And it's not all about being uptight and worrying too much. Just get out there, let loose and have fun. And I think that a lot of kids take that from us, because ever since we've started doing what we do, like on social media, you see little little eight year olds coming up to bat, doing a little dance or something like that. And you didn't used to see stuff like that. So. Yeah, I mean, one of my I talked to Steven after we went to the the show in Sacramento and I told him like one of my favorite parts was just every kid was like ear to ear smile, even though the lights went out, and they didn't get to finish the game like they w- were happy. They left completely happy and so energized about the game of baseball. So I think that it, like what you guys are doing is awesome. Right, right. Um, you know, kind of leading into kind of the entertainment that we've been talking about it. Some people have just like called the bananas, the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Do you think that's uh, an accurate comparison? A little bit on the, on the entertainment side of things and the, the talent, because the, the Harlem Globetrotters, they're full of talent. They've got great basketball players, but the only difference between us and them is their games are scripted. Our games aren't yeah. the, uh, the Washington generals. They, they never win. The Globetrotters, they always win. And uh, with us, as you've seen, we uh, we just recently lost our whole season. Uh, the party animals took the whole season. So our games are by far not scripted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you can't really script baseball. You can't say on the on the 1-0 pitch, 
you know, Dakota's <laughs> hitting a home run over the left field right. fence. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. Maybe one day. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's not like the pitcher could throw the ball over the plate just on a, I mean, some can, obviously. If you're Greg Maddox, you don't have that issue, but not everybody could throw strikes on cue and not everybody could hit home runs on cue. I mean, right. so yeah, definitely hard to be, uh, to be scripted. And I did want to ask about that because, you know, when you're pitching, Let's say there's, you know, there's numerous times when a gimmick is in play, right? There's, there's a pause in between right. pitches. You guys dance. Sometimes you'll have the center fielder come in to make the pitch. How do you know when those gimmicks are happening and like when to start doing it? So we, we have a script and whenever you hear the word script, you obviously think it's scripted, but there's so much stuff that we plan to do in a night where the game doesn't actually allow it to happen. There's so much entertainment that's missed out on because like, say the third run celebration. Sometimes we won't score that third time and we won't be able to do that third run celebration. But as far as like a pitcher comes in from center, the center fielder comes in to pitch from, and we're told like, say second pitch, second batter, the DR is coming to throw the ball between your legs. So in that second pitch to that second batter, I know. And Bill Leroy, he lets me know, like whenever I threw it behind him for him to run through my legs, Bill, he dropped his glove and that's when I knew where he was at to throw it behind me. It's just little things like that. And I want to follow up there. What is your favorite thing that you guys got going on? Like, it, like what's your favorite bit? Is it anything that you do? Is it anything that anybody else does? Any favorites? Uh, I think, I think my favorite thing that I have done all season uh, is by far the, uh, the run celebration where we had the wacky inflatable guy that the used car lot, little inflatable <laughs> guys that flop around. I came out there to the the Rocky music and I had me a little American flag pullover on and I come out there and I'm I'm fighting the uh I'm fighting the little inflatable guy and then they throw me up a stick and I I knock him out whenever we scored the run. That was probably my favorite thing. Nice. Um Yeah, so you know, we've talked about you have a you have a background of playing baseball. You, like you said you played through high school. Uh, and I, you know, I'm sure you're a natural competitor, you know, playing a game. Does that ever come through in the course of like a bananas game? A hundred percent. We all, we all, we're all super, super competitive. And, uh, for me, it a little more, I guess, because I am on stilts. I know what I could do on my two feet Now I'm a good ball player, but whenever I hit the ball, say to shallow center field, that's a, that's an easy first base for me. And mm -hmm. when I'm on them stilts, I'll get thrown out, you know? So that, that kind of eats me up. And then like, I actually get mad and everybody's like, dude, why are you getting mad about not doing good sometimes? I'm like, cause I, I, I know I'm on stilts and I go out there as the underdog. Everybody is like, look at this guy. He's super tall. He's on stilts. He's going to fail. And then I don't, I want to prove everybody wrong. Cause I know, I know what I can do. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm, I'm super competitive. I'm always pushing myself to do better than I did last time. And that's with any athlete, I think, but, but yeah. <laughs> If if we had to ask like you on the mound, what is your scouting report? Like what what, what do you feature on the mound? Um, give me give me some some like if you had to fill out a scouting report on yourself and you had to give our listeners and viewers kind of like what you feature on the mound, what would it be? I throw a nasty two seam. It tails in a little bit, and I got what I call the tall ball. It comes at your head and goes through the strike zone right in that bottom corner there. <laughs> Disgusting filth. Yeah, we can confirm that those pitches are <laughs> nasty. <laughs> yeah. 
Hopefully, yeah. Did you haven't played catch with anybody else, have you? Or are we the only ones? Um, <laughs> after the game, to be honest, no. Y'all are the only only people I've ever met at the game where I I called out and I, I threw a bullpen on my fields. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, the best part about it was when we uh we were walking out to the bullpen, and Tyler and I had to go around, and you just lifted up the the, the still thing. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> step through. over the gate. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you're like. Can you guys take those tarps down? <laughs> the tarps are over the mouth. We I, I see the what you did there. You're you're trying to trying to make fun of my voice there. You're trying to add a little country <laughs> accent to it. I see what you did there. It's a great accent. It really is. <laughs> I think you wear it well. Oh man, that's hilarious. Um, yeah. In the in the process of all this, you you kind of gained a celebrity of your own, uh, and and you've been on MLB social media. I think two straight days, right? You you're all over TikToks. You, you've recently launched a merch line. I'm going to show mine off right here. Oh, there we go. <laughs> launched a merch line uh, that we, we got to get you some of that stuff there. Uh, and how do you deal with all this attention? Are you like recognized in kind of everyday life often? Uh, yeah. So like, for example, I just went back home and this is, this is a small deal to the average person, I think. But for me, like where I come from, Ellaville, Georgia, we got one red light. Sometimes it don't work, you know, but, uh, <laughs> We, I went back home and I was home for about a week and I went to the gas station. We only got two and uh, I'm, I'm walking in the store and I look out there at the gas pump and there's a guy that I've never even met before from my hometown and he's rocking a bananas jersey. And I, I hollered across the parking lot. I'm going to say, hey man, I like that jersey. And he's seen me and he's like, are you kidding me? He was like, stilts. I'm like, yeah, dude, what's up, man? I like that jersey, man. That's pretty dang cool. But yeah, I go back home and I went to the football game and our local, the college that's a town over from us, they were doing some community work with the uh, football football team, my hometown school. And uh, the South Georgia Tech, their basketball team, all of them guys was, they just wanted to take pictures with me. And I'm I'm over there taking pictures with these guys and they're all six foot eight. And I'm looking up at them. I'm like, man, this is weird. I ain't used to doing this. <laughs> but yeah, things like that. I went to the football game and everybody was coming up to me and it's super special. I don't take it for granted at all. Um, it's it's super cool. I haven't gotten used to it yet. I hope I never do. <laughs> That's awesome. Because growing up in Georgia, are you a Braves fan? Do you follow Major League Baseball? Uh, to be honest, I, did, I didn't really grow up watching a lot of baseball. I was always playing it. If I if I watched it and I couldn't get out there and play, it kind of upset me a little bit. So I, I chose not to watch baseball growing up too much. Yeah. My favorite picture on my phone right here. <laughs> there we go. Hey, I think I have this whole season, I never – took a selfie on somebody's phone, like took a picture without giving them the, the good thumbs up picture there. <laughs> There's thousands of those out there right now. There's, I, I wonder how many people have actually noticed that I, that I took that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to do a, a quick plug for your, uh, for Jesse's book. I don't know if you probably don't read it cause you're living it, but, uh, <laughs> Steven and I are both reading, uh, banana ball, the unbelievable true story of the Savannah bananas. And uh, it is really cool. You get to learn a lot about Jesse and how he kind of started the team. But he, he talks a lot in the book about how the entire organization from himself to the concession workers to the players are all part of a family. Um, and so, you know, kind of two parts here. What's it like, you know, I don't know if you call it playing for a guy like Jesse or, or working with Jesse. And, and does it really feel like you're part of a, a just a gigantic, awesome family? <laughs> Jesse, uh he's he's a genius he uh he takes care of his people he he lets you know you're you're loved you know like at the uh right after our game in cooperstown he he rented out a venue and we all went there and 
and we travel with, I, I'm thinking it's like 120 to 130 people, staff, everybody. And, and Jesse handed out a uh, handwritten letter to every single staff wow. worker. And uh, so a, a guy like Jesse Cole, he, you wouldn't expect a, a owner of something this big to, to sit down and take the time to handwrite a letter to every single person that works for him. So that tells you a little bit about just a small piece of his character. That's awesome, man. You know what and I so hope happens? Go. Sorry, go for go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. No, go. You know what I hope <laughs> happens is I hope that you guys get to play on a big league field one day. I think that would be the awesome, that would be the coolest thing. A big league field, a packed stadium, 40,000 people there, and the Savannah Bananas, the home team. That would be awesome. There, There's going to be eight of those on the, on the tour this coming up season. Let's go. Nice. <laughs> So, but you you didn't hear that from me. Yeah, you did, but you didn't. <laughs> but we don't know which eight yet. We don't know no, until I don't uh... even know. I, I don't even have an idea. I, I know three of them. That's the only stadiums I know all for the whole season next next season is I know three of those big league stadiums, and other than that, I'm clueless. Dude, that's that's gonna be awesome. I, I'm excited for you guys. Well, so that's all the you know the the scripted questions we had to drop the, the script again. But we like to do a thing <laughs> when we have a guest on the show called the Speedy Shutdown Five kind of rapid fire you can take a second to think about it but five questions some baseball related some life related so is it cool if we hit you with the speedy shutdown really quick let's do it all right uh the first one if you could trade places with any player in baseball in today's game who would it be i'd say probably he's i don't think he plays anymore but buster buster posey doesn't play anymore right he just re he just retired a year ago so we'll okay yeah definitely he's, he's a georgia boy right hundred percent. Definitely that guy. Cause he, he lives 30 minutes from my hometown and I'd be just right there close to home. So I'd be happy. Yeah, he's <laughs> also just so you know, in case you play in San Francisco next year, he's a part owner. He's part of the giants ownership group now. So maybe you could uh, bump into Buster. That would be awesome. I'd, I'd have to talk about some old back roads in, in uh, old Leesburg. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Leesburg, Georgia. Yeah. Buster yep. and an FSU kid too. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, Luke Bryan is from the same same town as well. They're oh, really? They're good pals, I think, Buster and, and Luke Bryan. I wouldn't doubt it. I don't see why they wouldn't be. <laughs> it only makes sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, next question here. What is, according to you, Dakota, the funniest movie of all time? Oh, man. I have no idea. I'm not really a movie guy. I didn't grow up watching TV. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're probably just out, you know, fishing, playing baseball. Not a lot of time 100%. in front of the tube, right? 100%. Maybe that's why I'm all messed up, because I watch too many movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you could watch any player you never saw live in person, who would it be? Jackie Robinson. Nice. Solid answer. Good answer. Um, if you could have any superpower... Well, we, we know the stilts. I think that's kind of a superpower. At least I count it. What would be your superpower if you had to have one? Definitely mind reading. I'd love to know what people think about the old stilts guy. <laughs> You'd get a lot of good thoughts, I think, man. I, th I, I would hope so. I would hope so. There'd be a couple of, oh, look at this goofy guy right here. What is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then you toss the head ball at him and strike him out looking. That's, yeah, you got to throw that breaker at him. <laughs> uh, and, and last question for you, Dakota. If if you weren't a baseball player, you'd be blank. Professional fisherman. All right. You could maybe you could knock out both. You could be like a two sport athlete, you know? Well, I'm doing my best at it right now. <laughs> you know what's ironic is I just because I'm just getting ready to plug your Instagram and all your social media. 
And I just like the first thing that popped up was you fishing on the stilts. You posted three hours ago on Instagram and the cat oh, yeah. ever seen anybody catch a fish on stilts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's definitely awesome. But, um, yeah, no, Dakota, this, this was awesome. And, and we, we really appreciate the time. Um, yeah. yeah. And we'd love to have you back, uh, maybe, uh, in the middle of the next tour, we're going to have a few of your guys on as well, hopefully. So, uh, thanks hey, for let's do it. spending some time with us. You got my info? Just hit me up. I'm down to get on here whenever. Absolutely. And uh, we should plug the merch too, Tyler, right? Yeah, we'll put we'll put, you know, all your socials, your merch line oh, link on, on the on the on the pod description. That, and that would be get, awesome. Get stilt some love. Do any there of you go. guys have a merch line? Do what now? Do any of the other guys have a merch line? Oh yeah, quite a few of them. So I'm actually working through a company called Athlete Logos. They they make they hook me up with everything. They they're they're shipping it out. I've I've laid my eyes on one of those shirts, and that's because the the guy sent my dad one. I don't even have like I said, I don't even have one for myself yet. But everybody seems to be satisfied with them. They like them a lot. So you know who needs to get one? Jake Peavy. Give Jake Peavy one when you see him. I'm probably I'll probably just send one to his house. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I think he turned the duck boat, Tyler, you may know this. Did he turn the duck boat into a, a bar? I believe so. Oh man, I wonder where that is. He might have donated it. I gotta check in with that. But yeah, that, that should be a fun, fun uh fun event that Yeah, I mean I'm definitely excited for that. Me and me and Jake, we got a lot in common. Uh yeah, we got a ton in common. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, everybody could go ahead and, and follow Dakota on social media. You could find him on Instagram uh, at Dakota underscore Albritton uh he's uh his bio says the world's tallest baseball player he is number 14 for the savannah bananas and uh he is gracious enough to take some time and uh and join the 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 show so we thank him for that absolutely um and thank you everybody for listening the podcast is on twitter at shutdown underscore inning tyler and i will be back with more stuff on some of the playoff races happening around baseball banana stuff coming up soon as well hopefully And uh, we will see everybody next time. That's what's up.